I'm Dick Summer, and it's time to say goodnight. This is a quiet place to rest your head, a safe place to hide a hurting heart, a gentle place to fall. We just call this place goodnight. I have been sitting here in my big, comfortable, manly, black leather papa chair in my living room, cleverly disguised as a responsible adult for quite a while now. It has taken some time, but I think I have come to the been there, done that place in my life. It's a comfortable place, a place where I can safely sit back and breathe deeply and say, huh? <laughs> to the great confusions that are all around us. I just saw a commercial that rates a very big, huh? It's a, a super on the screen, and it says the people in this commercial are real people, not actors. Now, as some of you know, I have done more than my share of voiceovers for television commercials. People who do TV voiceovers are called voice actors. So I am an actor. But the IRS seems to feel that I am nevertheless a real person who had better send them the appropriate tax on whatever I have been paid as an actor. That doesn't affect very many people. So that just gets a single breath, huh? But I have just read a book written by a very well-known smart guy doctor. He's got his own lab coat and everything. And it gets a three-breath, huh? The essential premise of the book is that we are all just walking, talking sacks of chemicals and electrical connections. Sorry, doctor. That gets a great big three-breath, huh? I have held a newborn baby in my arms. And I've watched my beautiful lady wonder wench walk up a flight of stairs in tight jeans. And I've heard John Lennon sing imagine there's no heaven and along with i don't know maybe a half a million other new yorkers on a late summer night in central park what seems like a lifetime ago i've heard the new york philharmonic doing beethoven's fifth and i've heard sinatra sing nelson riddle's arrangement of i've got you under my skin just a sack of chemicals and sparks I don't think so. You know, part of the value of sitting here issuing us in this been there, done there part of my life is that I know I don't have to be able to explain everything. For example, why do cereal and pancakes taste better at night? And why do bananas taste best sliced? And a really strange thing, cookie dough tastes better than cookies. And how come soda from a can tastes better than soda from a plastic bottle, but soda from a glass bottle tastes best of all? I am very glad that I don't have to explain why chopped lettuce tastes better than lettuce leaves. And grated cheese is much tastier than sliced cheese. And I no longer worry about trying to explain why baby carrots taste better than full-size ones. And leftover pizza is much pizzier than the pie right out of the oven. And fascinatingly, slicing a sandwich diagonally, have you ever noticed this? Slicing a sandwich diagonally doubles the flavor. 
Yeah. I live in, been there, done that part of my life, so I don't have to explain these things. I just know they're true. Dick's Details, a bunch of totally unimportant stuff for you to stuff in one ear so you can squeeze the important stuff that's confusing your life out the other ear, and you can relax and just avoid any questions you don't want to answer, like the politicians. The Census Bureau just released an interesting statistic. Last year, they said 14,153,237 people got married. Now think about that. 14,153,237 people got married. Shouldn't that be an even number? What do you think? If the answer is a lot of people would leave the planet, what is the question? If the answer is a lot of people would leave the planet, what is the question? Don't know, do you? Of course not. I haven't told you yet, but I will in a minute. The first canned food appeared in 1811, but the can opener wasn't invented until 1855. Now think about that. Uh, I'll bet dentists were dealing with an awful lot of broken teeth between 1811 and 1855. <laughs> in an emergency, Coca-Cola can substitute for oil in your car, but don't try it around the other way. All right, if the answer is a lot of people would leave the planet, the question is, what would happen if spiders grew wings? A lot of people would leave the planet. <laughs> I, think the, I think the best way to deal with spiders is, is to form them into little teams and teach them how to play squash. Dicks the tails, they take your mind off your mind. A little housekeeping here. If you like these podcasts or my spoken word CDs at www.dicksummer.com, or my book, Staying Happy, Healthy, and Hot, available at Amazon.com, shameless plug. Please tell a couple of friends, will you? Because they might like them too, and you would be doing me a favor. So, thank you. I really like it here in the been there, done that part of my life. I now know the truth of statements like, trouble always starts looking like fun. And don't be too modest. A peacock that sits on his tail looks just like a turkey. And into each life, a little rain must fall. The rain drops in smoky silver streaks. It pops umbrellas, waves windshield wipers. It hunches shoulders and squeezes up cheeks, painting jack-o'-lantern smiles on everybody's face. The rain splashes sparkling electric drops. It scatters crowds into doorways like billiard balls breaking for side pockets. It dissolves taxi cabs and polishes buildings. The rain ticks time against windows. It makes holy water and mixed drinks. It clogs salt shakers and streets, delaying dinners. The rain came, flushing the bus fumes and factory smoke down the sewers, washing the air glittering bright. The rain came, filling lakes, rusting high-rise steel into dust unwinding nerves and uncurling hair. The rain came, drowning out the city's tears and noise, growing quiet things in sidewalk cracks. And then you came out of the rain, 
Your face was all wet and laughing. You were running, almost dancing in the door. You were dropping dripping clothes like colored puddles all the way up the stairs behind you, flinging fragrance from your rain-washed hair. You came out of the rain, spinning into my big towel bathrobe like a laughing hurricane. Your heart was pounding from excitement and running, and you were slippery and shivering from the rain. Whirling around, wrapped in my bathrobe with me, tangling your toes in my hairy legs, rubbing against me to get warm. Rubbing together makes fire, even in the rain. We were rubbing fire in the rain, spinning a laughing hurricane in spurts and waves, like time and tide and love. We came together laughing and gasping, I love you. But even hurricanes come in sections with a place to rest in between. Just a few moments for gathering a second wind. So lie quiet now. Gather strength with me, satisfied and still. Feel us tangled together, drenched and grateful, like survivors tossed on the beach by a lucky wave. We have just a few moments for me to rest my fingers in the small hollows of your back. Just a few moments for us to watch the smoky silver streaks outside and breathe the glittering air. I can already feel storm warnings rising in me again. The tiny hairs on your thighs are curling under my fingers, and your hips begin that slow and rhythmic sliding, counting the last few seconds, ticking against the window in the rain. summertime. The rain was warm and wet, and so was the loving. The story is called The Rain. It's from my Love and Touch spoken word CD. If you like it, you can just keep this podcast, or if you want a fresh copy, just go back to DickSummer.com. Check out the Love and Touch icon on the homepage. It's really comfortable hearing the been there, done that part of my life. You know, I don't, I don't do drugs because I can get the same effect by just standing up fast. I know several women who have pretty faces, but I would want to throw a paper bag over their personalities. When I was doing a morning radio show, I found out the fastest way to wake up was to take a nice hot cup of coffee and you don't drink it, you spill it in your lap. You wake up like that. And every time I wish I were young again, I remember algebra homework. And don't you know what? If life were fair, men would get pregnant and women would get turned down for sex. Not going to happen. Smiling is the second best thing you can do with your lips. Here at the uh, Been There, Done That Part of My Life, I like issuing the appropriate number of, huh? <laughs> you know, 
the relationship counselors say, put your differences behind you. Now, that gets a four-breath, huh, from me. Because I think it is a fortunate thing that you cannot put your differences behind you. Your differences are right out there in front. God knew what he was doing when he designed us. I especially like my lady's differences. As a matter of fact, I remember the day I met her. They were in, they were in instant attraction, bouncing and wiggling while she walked. I noticed them even before I noticed her personality. Now that I have time to uh, notice her personality, I like that too. She is smart and she has a sense of humor. She says it takes 100 million sperm to fertilize one egg because none of them will ask directions. Now, I have found there are two ways to argue with a woman like her, and neither one of them works. <laughs> Been there, done that. Time to tuck you in now. I'm Dick Summer, and I hope you'll come back soon for a gentle place to fall. Quiet place to rest your head. Safe place to hide a hurting heart. Nice and easy now. Couple of deep breaths. Come on. There you go. Just one more. That's better. All the way to sleep. All the way to sleep. Good night.